Praise the Lord. My name is Alex and I'd like to welcome you once again to this podcast, The Fountain of Life. Let's take a moment and pray. Heavenly Father, we glorify your name and we thank you for this time and we thank you, Father, that you counted us worthy to be in this dispensation, to be in this church, the end time church, the church that is supposed to walk in dominion. Heavenly Father, I pray that whosoever listens to this message may they be uplifted from one realm of glory to another and may all their desires come true. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible speaking in Mark chapter 10 verse 17 Now, as he was going out of the road, one came running knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said unto him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have done for my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. This is a scripture that we've had so many times uh, in our work with God and for a large part we've always focused on that element where the young rich ruler walked away sad because he had great possessions and because of what the Lord Jesus Christ said afterwards when he said how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of heaven okay for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of heaven but you see, I, I would like to focus on something. When this gentleman talked about how he wanted to enter that eternal life, and he came unto the Lord and asked him what he could do to be in position to have this eternal life. The Lord told him about the commandments. Then the young rich ruler told him that I've kept all these ones from my youth. And the Lord looking at him loved him. Looking at him loved him. Yet now, despite now the gentleman feeling sad and walking away, the Lord had loved him. You know, the scripture tells us that we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities, but he was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Now, you see, many times when we focus on that, we're only looking at the element of the gentleman being sad and walking away. Let me ask you something to ponder out. What if this gentleman actually sold these things and came and followed Jesus? Because we've, okay, we, we, we've, in one way or another, be in a state where we want to do 
something for the Lord, but they were scared of the magnitude of it and how big the thing is that we are going to part away with. Maybe because of the things and the responsibilities that we do have. So you find yourself in a situation where, let's say you want to sow a big seed, uh, maybe a million, but at the back of your mind, you're, you know you're going to give it, but, <laughs> but you're going not, not just something really about it. You're like, I, I just wish the Lord would, would tell me, you know what, eh? 100k is okay. So this young ruler, the fact that the Lord loved him, the Lord knows the kind of infirmities that we go through and the kind of temptations that we go through. A few months ago, the Lord instructed me to give a certain sum of money to a man of God. I received it in a dream, the exact amount to the dot. I did not have the money, but of course I told the Lord, yes sir, I'm going to do it. Now. When the money finally arrived, by the grace of God, I started thinking, and I was like, ha, all this money, that means uh, from the money that I've received in the bank, I'm only going to remain with about 600k. Like, ha, this money. So, uh, I, so uh, I, I went withdrew the money, I counted the money, put it in my pocket, of course, got in touch uh, with the man of God. He told me the time that, that I was supposed to meet him. So I went. And I was like, hey, wait a minute, this money is actually less by 100k. Uh, the money that I'd counted, and I was like, oh. So that means the money that I'd even uh, kind of uh, prepared in my mind to remain with, that means it was even going to be less by not 100k. And I was like, huh. But I, put, I, I, I got the 100k and put it in the envelope and, and entered uh, the man of God's car. I told him, the Lord has told me give you this. It was just a, 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 about a minute that I was in his car. Then afterwards, I left and walked away. But you see, in as much as, in as much as it was an instruction from the Lord, you might kind of imagine the kind of things that I had in my mind, okay, prior, the, the days, uh, uh, prior uh, uh, to, to me meeting the man of God, or even when the money arrived, and I'm thinking, okay, did the Lord really mean this amount? Oh, we can uh, we, we, we can meet just a fraction of it. But the most amazing thing is, after I left that place, I was so excited, not because I was anticipating anything. Because I've I've heeded to the uh, to the call to the instruction of the Lord. No, I was excited because the Lord counted me worthy to be a channel. That is th- that that is the thing that excited me the most. Of course, at the time I needed the money. I I I had certain things. I had certain bills to take care of. But I know the kind of riches that I have got through Christ that are beyond even the money, that are beyond even the possessions. 
It's because of that love. And the Lord understands our infirmities. He understands how hard it is to make certain decisions. So when the scripture in Mark tells us how the Lord loved him, you know, but the Lord loving him, in the, in the word of God, Malachi, chapter 3, verse 16, I think, it talks about the book of remembrance. Now, there is a book that takes account of the things that you have done. So there is that book of remembrance. And the Lord is always going to follow your consciences. He's going to follow what you desire to see, what you desire to have in your life. This gentleman coming to the Lord and asking him what he should do to get eternal life. He had a heart that was open. It might have been maybe hard for him. That is why he walked away sad. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he never did it because the scripture doesn't tell us. The word of God tells us in John chapter 7 verse 37. On that on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He who believes in me. For as long as you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, there is something that you are going to manifest regardless of what you are parting with. Anyone who believes in me shall receive rivers of living water. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Uh, actually, uh, uh, there's a version that says that out of his heart. Okay? If, if, if you compare this to what he told uh, the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4 where he said whoever drinks of this water will thirst again uh, talking about the, uh, the water at the well of Jacob okay? but whosoever drinks of the water that he will give will never thirst because the water that he will give will become in, in, uh, in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life now how we've perceived the name of Jesus and how we perceive our Lord is what is going to give us this eternity and give us all these wonderful things that have been bestowed unto us even before the foundation of the world. How do we look at Jesus Christ? And how do we look at our God in whom we have a rich identity? Because everything that we desire and everything that we dream about has been laid down for us. There is something that we have. For as long as we are able to trigger it, we shall see immediate results. Acts chapter 3. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him, 
with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. There is something that we have in the name of Jesus that is going to trigger immediate results. The scripture says that we shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Okay? And this is a, a scripture that many of us know <laughs> and many of us have decreed things. But how often do they manifest? Do we walk in this great faith to see to it that these things surely come into manifestation. Because we love the Lord Jesus Christ, but we must understand that he loved us first. And the moment we become comfortable in that love and knowing how much he adores us, regardless, regardless of the infirmities, regardless of the temptations that we go through, then we shall be able to see these results. There is something that we do have for as long as we abide in the name of Jesus and that thing is going to be manifest in our lives. Ephesians 3, 14 for this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant me according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in my inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. So this is, there's such a thing as being filled with the fullness of God. What does that make you? Because verse 20 is, is, uh, is, is one of the verses that everyone of us quotes. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask of or think according to the power that works in, in us. But prayer, it says, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How cautious are we of this great love and the abundant love, that love that passes understanding, that love that goes beyond understanding. If anyone has, let him ask of me. Huh. For the water that he gives shall be unto him a river that shall spring forth everlasting life. Have we yearned for this water and to drink of it? How willing are we to only focus on the kind of things that are being given unto us by the Lord? And are we willing to let go of certain things to just focus, to be partakers of the true riches 
Surgeon 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. This is a promise that has been given unto us. A rich promise where we know these things belong to us. These things have been given unto us. The same way Ephesians 1.3 tells us that the Lord has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Okay? So these things have been given unto us, but how can we trigger them? And how can we enter into that place where we are comfortable and we know beyond really the head knowledge, beyond really us reading the scriptures, we know that these things have been given unto us and we can enter unto them at, at any time not only when not only when we are uh, in, in situations of distress you see Matthew 11:28 says come to me all you who are labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest How is this rest? Just a few days ago, I was listening to Prophet Eric and uh, he was saying how certain people have actually lifted up science above faith. So we are trying to seek this rest from what the scientists have, to, have told us. And we are trying to get this assurance from what is provable through research what is provable by human intellect and the sad the, the sad thing is that is true it's happening around us it's happening around us This COVID-19 has exposed so much and it makes you wonder. Really? Are there certain scriptures that we are now going to neglect? Hebrews 11.16 Sorry, Hebrews 11.6 which says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. He that comes unto him must be must believe that he is and he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I've never seen anything as you can have faith, but you must have common sense. A few days ago, a man of God actually said it. That much as we have faith in God, but we must also be reasonable. So if there are guidelines that have been given unto us, of course it's good to it's good to observe these guidelines. It's good to do all these things that are lawful, but we do not esteem them above who we are in Christ. We do not esteem them above 
our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we have a written kingdom. It's through him that we are lifted. It's through him that we are established. John chapter 10, verse 9. Jesus Christ speaking says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. It's only through the Lord Jesus Christ that we are able to find this pasture. Are you going to get it from medical science? When you, you see? In, in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, when this gold image was made, the, the Chaldeans and the Babylonians, okay, the same people, really, they were worshipping it, but the Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, of course, uh, re refused. And they said, we shall not bow down. The thing is, every time that you esteem something above the revelation of God, that can potentially be your God. So thinking that we can esteem certain things above the sacrosanct image, the value that is on the Christ, it can turn fatal. What limit do we put on these things? Revelation 18 verse 4 says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her plagues, and lest you receive, sorry, lest you share of her sins and you receive of her plagues. If we do not draw a line and say, Okay, my purpose is to look at God only. Look at God only and regardless of what is happening. He's above all. He is above everything. There is a reason why certain testimonies are given unto us. There is a reason why certain things are written in the word of God. That's why the Bible says that thy testimonies have I received as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. So, what happens in case medical science has failed on something? Do we basically give up and just wait on, on the research or whatever vaccine that they are trying to get. Yet the scripture tells us that we have an unction with the Holy One that we know all things. <laughs> if we know all, all things, then is it possible that we can fail on certain things? 
there are certain stories that I have read and have drawn inspirations from that show us the magnificent love of God. Regardless of the infirmity that you are going through, regardless of the situation, there is no hole that you cannot be pulled out of because of this amazing love. We do not qualify ourselves. It is Christ who qualified us. That's why we give thanks unto him. It's him who qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. For as long as you are a child of God and you are looking at Christ, believe you me, your testimony is coming. There is a lady, uh, she was called Wilma Rudolph. She died in 1994. She was born in 1940. Now, at the age of four, having suffered from polio and pneumonia, she had trouble with her left leg. It was weakened and uh, she wore a brace up to the age of 12. But having grown up from, uh, uh, from well, a relatively uh, Christian family, black family, so they had Christian views. So from a very young, young age, she always dreamt of competing at the Olympics. So she always dreamt of being the fastest woman in the world. But this was someone whose left leg was so weak that she, uh, that she had to support it with braces. At the age of nine, I understand she defied the doctor's orders and started removing the braces. Okay, she wore the braces up to the age of 12, really, but it's from the age of nine that she started developing her faith. So at the age of 12, the braces were finally removed and she started running. She had this dream in her. as long as she has this God-given dream and desire, something is going to manifest. So, at the age of 18, she gave birth. She had a baby. But she still had a dream of competing at the Olympics. And, and the great the great thing about it is a few years prior, at the age of 15, she had met a, a coach who believed so much in her, called El Tempo, who told her, I'm going to help you achieve your dreams. Two years after having her baby, 1960 Olympic Games, she won three gold medals, 100 meters, beating Yuta Hain, who was the fastest woman at the time, she won the 200 meters and a 100 by 4 meter hurdles. Despite dropping her baton, yet she was the last, <laughs> uh, she, was the, uh, she was the fourth to receive a baton. She won that race as well. Because she believed in the Lord. If anyone fasts, let him come. This is this is someone 
who was basically paralyzed, disabled. But because they recognized who they are in Christ and how much the Lord loved them. That is why I can speak about it as a testimony now. That is why we can read about people like this. You see? There's a reason why the scripture tells us to draw comparison with certain people and see how they lived their lives and see how they moved. Jeremiah 6, 16 Thus says the Lord, Stand in the ways and see and ask for the old path where the good way is and walk in it. Do you know how much the Lord loves us? Do you know how much he's willing to hold our hands and walk with us? You see? Many times the Lord wants to have fellowship with us and to, to have stories with us and to share the deeper things with us. But are we willing to offer our souls wholly unto Him? You see? When we walk every day and when we move, are we conscious of who we are or who we want to be? Are we aware of what our mandate is in our time? But this mandate is, it's not all about your work or us maybe serving in ministry and maybe being an usher or in the choir or whatever it might be. is our relationship with God. I'd love to come back home and sit at my dining and have a cup of tea telling the Lord how my day went and telling about the things that I'm dealing with. You have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities, but who is in all points tempted as we are. He understands the things that we are going through. We, we don't have to run away from him, regardless of what is wrong in your life, regardless of how difficult it is, regardless of how hard it is. He does understand. I read a book by Rick Joyner, When God Walked with Us, and talking about the temptation of the Lord Jesus Christ. I really imagined how hard it was, because a temptation, a temptation is something that you are almost drawn into, don't you think? Okay, 
just to give an example, I don't know if it's a very good one, but anyway, for lack of a better one. In, in case I saw a girl, okay, who is so pretty, and I'm so tempted uh, to go there, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm tempted. I'm, I'm tempted because of what is drawing me to her. But I know that there's something not right with her. Okay, yet I'm still tempted. Now that 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 is something that I would probably put in the level of, of the temptation. So when the Lord Jesus Christ is being tempted, forty days and forty nights, the body is weary, probably emaciated in a way, even, and the devil says, "Turn these stones into bread." And knowing the kind of power that the Lord Jesus Christ had. Could you have imagined? Hmm. When I read that book, I started even imagining something. So there is a possibility that even that stone was now smelling like bread. these things that we fight with and the things that disturb us but are we willing to put them aside and focus our eyes only on him because it's only through him that we are delivered it's only through him that we shall be partakers of this world that will spring forth eternal life, the everlasting life, the Zoe. We must know that God did not send his son in this world to condemn it, but that the world through him might be saved. There is a broader side of you. There is another element of you. Are you willing to discover it? All power and authority has been delegated to us, to us, the children of God. We have been glorified. But how come we are not walking in glory? Certain things are just tumbling above us, wallowing in all sorts of issues. We are not supposed to be in the back benches of the world. We are supposed to be at the forefront. How are we going to bath these things? You know, Romans 8, 29, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. How are we conformed to the image of his Son? You know, the scripture in Isaiah 43, verse 7, it says that we are called, by his name. Which name is that? Which name is that? Do you know the kind of love and you know the purpose why the Lord Jesus Christ came? 
Isaiah 9:6 For unto us a child is born unto us a, ch- a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father the prince of peace his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace when you talk about the prince of peace love is his name and everything around him just radiates that love and it's manifest in so many ways i remember in 1993 was it Okay, it must have been it must have been that year, 1993. It must have been the year that uh, Pope John Paul came into Uganda, I think. I must have been about four years also old at the time. I, I, I don't I, I don't think even my mom my my mom remembers the story, but they, they gave us flags. We we're kids really. Flags uh, that, that were really uh, talking about his, his coming and all that stuff. At the time, the whole neighborhood was excited and really the country at large, okay? So they, they, there was this flag that I used to, uh, that I was playing with, okay? So I was trying to somersault, but it was in my mouth. Now, this flag, <laughs> I, it, it almost because as I as I landed down, okay, it almost stabbed my throat because it was a bit sharpish, and for a four-year-old, really, your 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 skin isn't that beefed up, okay. I remember that story now. So many years later, and I'm like. It's only the love of God that preserved me. It's only by the grace of God that I'm able to speak. Today, and you're hearing my voice. Of course, I won't tell you what happened afterwards because <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't so adorable. Regardless of how the world mocks you, There is a different side to you because of that love of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's never going to let you be embarrassed. In 2017, was it? 2018, I think, there is a basketballer called Camelo Anthony. He mocked Jeremy Lin, of course, calling him uh, overrated. Jeremy Lin is, is a Christian. He's currently playing uh, basketball in China. Uh, he was born in the U.S. He has lived all his life in the U.S. But the last four or five years have really been hard for him uh, because of uh, these consistent injuries that disturbed him. So they stalled his career for a while. For those who follow basketball, he's, he's the one in the 2011-2004 uh, season who 
who caused the insanity uh, buzz, okay, because of the way he played at the time. Uh, like there was all this hype about him, but the last five years or so, like his career kind of took a nose dive because of the injuries that he had and he was struggling with so many things. A few years ago, I watched his documentary uh, where he was serving in church and helping the communities and all that, talking about how he aspires to be a pastor when he finally stops playing and all these things. So two years ago when Camelo Anthony came and mocked him, okay, calling him overrated and someone who has been, this guy has been. Jeremy Lin never responded. So at the beginning of 2019, he joined Toronto, Toronto Raptors. And that, that was the team uh, by Kawhi Leonard. He was a part of that team that won the NBA championship. He might not have played so many games, but the Lord, the Lord esteemed him. And I remember immediately afterwards, people went back to remind Camelo Anthony what he had said about Jeremy Lin. Because he now had the NBA championship, he had the ring. Yet, Camelo Anthony, who, by the way, is a, a greater talent, he doesn't have a championship. And I actually don't think he's ever going to win. Well, now in his 30s, and I know what happens uh, to sportsmen when they're now in, in their 30s, uh, unless you have special teams, maybe of Kobe Bryant or. Everyone who waved for Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay, to leave sports aside, but the Lord is always going to esteem you because He loves you. But are we willing to make that choice to only look at Him as our only source of this everlasting life, as our only source of the kind of life that we want to have? as long as it's in Christ regardless of how hard the sacrifice might be like probably how it was with the rich young ruler where he walked away sad you must know that the Lord loved him regardless of the situation that you're going through and how hard it is for you to come out of it the Lord loves you beat an addiction the Lord loves you if you purpose in your heart and you're looking unto him and yearning for this everlasting life, this water that springs forth, the Zoe, like he said, if anyone thirsts, let him call unto him. Don't stop calling. Don't stop calling. And you must know with understanding that it's from Christ that we are going to see all our desires come true. Let him be the foundation because he will never embarrass you. Like he said, he will never leave you nor forsake you. May you be blessed.